The Money Show. Small business. So how do you start a business without any money? Pavlo Fatidis at Auric Business Accelerator. The secrets. Please, spill the beans. Well, Bruce, you know, that's really giving the secrets away. Because if there was such a way to start a business without money, surely um, we should be rich in the process. But we can't be because you'd have to charge people for the process and there's no money for them to pay. So there's <laughs> got to be a different way. Okay. What is that different way? <laughs> yeah, so there is a different way. I had such a fascinating discussion. I think it was uh, on Monday, Monday afternoon. It's with an individual who wants to start a business and clearly doesn't have any money and is unable to raise the money because the banks don't lend money to startups. They don't lend money to uh, entrepreneurs with ideas. In fact, nobody in South Africa really puts money into ideas, period. And there are a whole lot of reasons for it, but you know that in itself takes up an entire other show. So... The discussion evolved like this. This individual is fairly new in his career. And uh, for argument's sake, and in order to protect the innocent, I'm going to use a story to really express the individual, their circumstances, and the industry that they wanted to go into. So say, for example, this particular person wanted to go into the food services industry. The food services industry very often you need plant, you need equipment, you need money for raw materials. Really hard to start that business, Bruce, with any level of seriousness if you don't have a bit of cash on hand. So I asked why the food services industry, and it was quite clear to me that this individual has a passion for the development of food products, the selling of food products. He gets joy from the process. He gets joy from seeing people consume the products and loves the idea of building a business there. And that's the first thing that you need to get right. You need to make sure that the business you want to start is in an industry. In other words, will be made up of products or services that, that you could imagine enjoy doing and enjoy making and enjoy delivering. Because trust me, you're in for the long yards. So get that right first. And then once you've got that right, okay, go get a job. In that industry, with the company that does it. And Bruce, it's really important to do that because in doing so, you're going to start building what I've always called your asset stack. If you think about why would someone invest in you? What are the reasons for it? And if you understand why people invest in people, so not an established business, because when you're raising funding or trying to raise funding to start a business, you are the cause of the funding. You are the thing that people will invest in beyond the idea in order to get you going. And you have to give reason for people to invest in you. And you need to think about yourself as an asset. Would I myself buy myself as an asset? What would I need to demonstrate to someone who's got money in order for them to believe enough in me and in order for them to back me at the point in time when I'm ready to start. And what that job does is if it's in the food services industry, you will start to develop know-how about how a food services business works. You will learn about how suppliers engage with the food services business, 
how you source suppliers, how you select suppliers, how you negotiate with suppliers. You will learn about how customers engage with the food services business, the different kinds of customers, how they behave, how they act, what matters to them, what doesn't matter to them. And then, of course, you'll learn about the processes of making a food-related product in the food services game. And for so long as you stick at it, Bruce, with that mindset, where you're there to learn and you're paying to earn, over a period of time, should you be diligent, should you be committed, should you be serious about what you do, not necessarily yourself, but about what you do, you start to build this thing called reputation. And reputation is the early stage of getting funding in an environment where no one else is able to access it. Now, this is so important, Pavlo, because, and, and I just want to pause here for a second. So let's get back to reputation in just a moment, because uh, Department of Small Businesses, okay, there are no jobs, so people must just go and start small businesses. And these are people in government who've never started a small business, who've never had to deal with their petty regulation and everything else. Never mind not having a clue in their own minds as to what it takes to one, come up with the idea, and then two, deliver and execute on that idea because it's a foreign concept. Um, and you've often told us before that the average age of an entrepreneur in South Africa is in their 40s. What was it, 42 or 43 or something along those lines? People who have got real-world experience, who have built their skills, built their, co- built their contacts, and built their reputations. So important. Um, because reputation is a huge currency in your favor or against you, depending on what your reputation is. Completely. And Bruce, you know, when you come from an environment where your family has no money, and let's say your family had a rough run in terms of the money they've made, the uh, the little money they may have still, uh, the world that they have behind them. Uh, when you come from an environment where your family might not have connections and relationships, you, you really are truly, truly, truly on your own. And what's important is to understand that you can't get there on your own. You need to get there with backers, with ambassadors, with people who would turn around and say, should they be asked, hey, Bruce is a good investment. Why do you say that? Well, he, he was very accurate with the work he did. He always arrived on time. He put in the extra hours. He never stopped asking questions. He always delivered above expectations. That is gold. That is a form of currency because there are very, very few people who can offer that up front when they knock on a door to say, hey, will you back my new, my new idea? If you can point to that, people find the money when there is no money to put behind you because you're a good investment on that and that alone. It's so absolutely critical. Um, And uh, this idea of the funding will flow. And I'm sure you've seen many, many examples of it, Pablo, where people actually, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of capital, um, but they really do need proper investment. And I'm sure that you come across it on a regular basis. Yeah, I do. And, and you know, the best way then, so once you've built reputation and once you can demonstrate you've got know-how, And once you have been able to show that you've got some good mentors or good guides behind you uh, from the company that you're now leaving in order to start a business, that business, the way you 
the way you articulate it, the way you see it, the way you choose to define it is essential. Because if you've been working somewhere for, let's say, 10 years, this is a 10-year journey to get all of this asset stack, reputation, know-how, piece right. A 7- to 10-year journey. If you're smart, you would have recognized in the business that you were working in, where you have got reputation and you well understood that there's an element of service or a kind of product that could be valuable to that company alone, and yet it's not available out there in the market. And if you were to start your business by supplying that, it means that you're starting your business with a customer on board, a customer who's very familiar with you. And Bruce, this is the clever way to do it. Because in that environment, I can assure you on the back of your reputation, on the back of the fact that you are going to be providing a useful service to your former employer, who is going to be your first customer, the opportunity for them to say, right, Bruce, we will buy the sour worms that you're going to be making because we can on-sell and we don't have a reliable supplier out there. And you're moving into the food services confectionery space in order to achieve this. And because we know you, and because you know us and understand the quality that we require and the volumes we would require, i tell you what we'll do. We'll give you a confirmed order and three months to deliver it. Or even better, we'll give you a confirmed order. And you know what, Bruce, because we know you, we'll pay you up front 50%. And that should be sufficient for you to get the manufacturing process up and running. And that's the smart way to deal make funding and finance when there is none available. Because the alternative position, which I also come across a lot, and it infuriates me because if the people who hold this view understood the real reason why they hold this view, I think, I think they would be embarrassed. And we've had it on the Money Show before where people have said, I've got a brilliant idea. In this country, it's full of problems. You can't raise money. And the banks don't want to lend money. And government only lends money to its friends and connections and what have you. And it's just impossible. You can't get anything going. Well, you can always get something going. But if you take the approach that to start a business, you need 30 million rand to begin. And you have no track record. And you have no asset stack. And you have no reputation. Unconsciously unawares to you, you are finding a reason to not engage in starting a business and you're finding a reason to not succeed. It is a shift in attitude that will then change your perspective and that change in perspective is what opens the door to the opportunities. They're out there and the money's out there. Despite the fact that banks won't lend to you right now, and it's unlikely that you will ever get any venture capital or private equity money in this country. And that is, I mean, it, it, it's a such a, a tough school. It's a tough school because, you know, you can, you can start and you can be, have great promise and great possibilities. But then, you know, you need capital in progress and ensuring that you can keep growing, Pavlo, because we need enterprises that, one, start, get off the ground and survive. And then we need those enterprises to grow and start to hire and train and provide hope for others. Yeah, you do. And, and you know, 
there's so many businesses I come across that have argued the uncertainty in South Africa and the constant uh, instability that we face. You know, I was, I was listening the other day, Bruce, to, to uh, your show, and you were speaking to someone on, on Eskom. I've got to just tell you as an aside, it's ridiculous that at this point in time, <laughs> so far down the line, they, whoever they may be, everyone, we haven't gotten this right. It is it's ridiculous and pathetic at this stage. Yeah. So putting that aside, putting that aside, it, it causes constant apprehension. And in that environment, I think business owners make, make decisions based on fight or flight. And very often what I see is a business that was doing really well and then decided because of all the uncertainty, they need to cast their net wider. They need to cast their net deeper. And they move from one industry to the next, to the next, from one product range to a new product range. They might start one or two other businesses on the side using the main business to fund those businesses. And before you know it, that individual running these two, three businesses or running this business that no longer has any definition to it because it's everything to everybody, complains that you can't raise funding to support growth. And the fact of the matter is that neither you nor I or anyone else with the right mind is going to put money into a business that doesn't have a clear, crisp definition. Because a funder looks at a business and says, how do I evaluate the risk in the business? How does the business itself rate from a risk point of view in the industry it's in? And the narrower the business is, and the narrower the industry is, the more the fund is able to see year on year it's making more headway in that industry. In other words, it's dominating a small slice of that industry. And to the extent that you dominate a small slice means that you set yourself up for a sweet, clean, neat, possible acquisition in the future. And there is a, a seam of cash out there with people who understand that game that will back you in a world where no one else will. Pavlo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator, ahead of the long weekend. Thank you, Pavlo, uh, very, very much indeed. How to build a business without money.